This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Okay, uh, I'll start the show because you said so. That's right, damn it. Because you said start the show, I'll start the show. Oh, start the show. I'm starting the show. Hey, yo. Why should you Did visit TheChairShot.com? I started the show. TheChairShot.com is your home for hard-hitting reviews, news, opinion, and analysis. Show, show has started. Why? Because you're smarter than average This is average the most fan. I've heard of the start of the show. TheChairShot.com. Always. It's funny. your head. Tagline says smarter than the average fan. I don't know about that. It's Patrick down. Just straight punk bitch. I mean, you're just going to replace me. Shut up! Miranda Morales, the biggest slut in the West. Patrick O'Dowd said to start the show, so I'm starting the show. I'm not even finishing the opening. I am just starting the show. We got too much to talk about, Greg. We do. We okay, were so really, we were so just, let me let me well, fast forward. Let, let me let me jump in this way because we just had WrestleMania. We just had NXT Takeover, Stand and Deliver. We just had Raw after Mania. We of course have the news of the sale, Endeavor purchasing WWE. We've got a million things. Patrick O'Dowd, lots to be passionate about, lots to actually be passionate about, lots to be internet passionate about, plenty of things going on. So I'm going to start the show, like you at requested, with a question. Thank you. And it's, it's, it's my least favorite promo catchphrase in wrestling right now, Patrick O'Dowd. It's, it's, there's this one promo that I hear, one catchphrase that I hear in promos that that I really wish somebody would make fun of in in a promo against this person, but the opportunity hasn't been there. Maybe it will here in the coming weeks. So Patrick O'Dowd, WrestleMania, Raw after Mania, WWE sale, Vince McMahon, Triple H, all those things. So I'm going to quote this person and ask you this. So what do you want to talk about? Uh I want to talk about the 24-hour news cycle that happened since the big merger because that's really, honest to God, WrestleMania, fun, enjoyed it. We'll probably t- <laughs> we'll get there. I'm sure. I enjoyed it thoroughly. Well, we we can yeah we can we can lose our minds over that. Um, I'm sure when we talk about the this 24-hour news cycle, the Raw after Mania will be a part of it because it should be this 24-hour. Because this 24-hour news cycle has been glorious with the sale and then because it's what everybody who writes about wrestling or podcasts about wrestling wants to believe. You know, Vince McMahon not only, you know, initiated this snail, you know, got the deal done, but he, in less than 24 hours, 
completely undid everything that's happened in the history of ever and is running the show again and talents looking to leave and all uh, like just yes july to march yeah. no longer happened july to march has been erased from the history right. of wwe forever in it's fact like, roman reigns isn't at 947 days he's at like 812 because of this july through march right no longer exists Sustain. yeah and so Sorry. for me i just i you know, talking about the sale, that, and here's the thing is, talking about the sale that finally happened is great. To to me, it's all about the news with the Z, because that's what I do. It's all it is, though. And, it's all this is, and, is news is with all, a Z. I mean, the sale is and, news with and, an S, of course. But right. the, the, the shrapnel coming from the bomb that was the yeah, sale from, is news with a Z. People, and, and here's the thing is, people we know and enjoy working with are ready to buy into this the second mm-hmm. it dropped like the second and that's why i said start the show because basically we were sitting here talking doing about the it, show yeah. i know before recording the damn show and so as you like to say the saving for the podcast thing is real and you really you really have to note that Who's what's it? Um, what you've always said that talking about the stuff before the show means that when we talk about it during the show is never as good. Because you get a lot of as we were talking about before the show, which nobody listening right. knows, and it's just the reaction. For some reason, I could be wrong. For some reason, I have a feeling, even though some of this came up before the show. Talking about it during the show is not going to right. lack the necessary emotion. Call me crazy. Right. It's my gut instinct. I believe that the emotion will still be there because of the sheer stupidity behind all of it. Sorry to those who, who we know and love and work closely with. Um, sometimes we hurt the ones we love the most. But we're not going to name but names. It's our job to help but people. as you're listening. No, we won't. But here's the you thing. It is our job to help. And, and we've been saying that for years. And I won't stop saying that because we are needed. We are necessary. I don't know if we're the necessary evil against the good or if we're the necessary good against the evil. I don't know which side we're on. You're the nerd. You would know that better than I would. But here's one thing I've learned as you and I enter this phase of life that not everybody is in yet. Although a lot of these people we're talking about are in this phase of life. They just apparently haven't grown up. You can't help people who don't want to be helped. No, And these people don't want to be helped because it goes back to what we've been saying for years that I will credit myself with with one of the few things I can credit myself with in terms of wrestling news because I've been saying it for, God, at least three or four years now. People will believe anything if they want it to be true. And what's really interesting, though, is the reasons they want this stuff to be true. Because I honestly think some of these people aren't happy, happy in air quotes, unless they're miserable about Vince McMahon and WWE. I 100% agree with you. Um, I also maintain that a good portion of the people in our field, not necessarily our peers, know those people who always want to be mad about Vince McMahon 
will drive their websites very, 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 very well by just hit but play in the hits. And that's what I want to get to to start with, Craig, is our friends in the internet wrestling community, specifically the Wrestling Observer Newsletter, uh, among others. I don't know if we can call them friends. Oh, they're friends. They're friends. They block the ones they love. That's that's what we'll say. But this in this in this twenty four hour news cycle from we're, we're recording here on Tuesday. This will drop on Wednesday. Everybody knows that. Monday at ten a.m. ish Eastern time. Right. Vince McMahon is on CNBC. I think is. The, I think the so. Station. Yeah. Vince McMahon and Ari. I don't know his last name. We're on right. there together. Discussing the sale of, you know, the WWE uh, to Endeavor or with Endeavor, whatever, however this all works. To Endeavor. Endeavor purchasing, even, yeah. controlling interest in WWE. Endeavor, of course, also owns UFC, which it purchased in 2016, I believe. And then later, it purchased controlling interest in UFC in 2016. And then right. later purchased the rest of it, um, I think in 2020 or 2021. I've seen it 2016, some places, 2018, other places. So if you're screaming right. at your podcasting device right now saying 2018, A, get a life, B, okay, you're probably right. Um, and so and anyway. now they're doing the same thing with WWE. And three or four years from now, they'll probably purchase the rest of it. Like that's right. a Here, pattern is being developed. Here's what's funny. Here's what's funny. That news should be the big news. And yet the – Answer that Vince McMahon gave to a single question in that interview in regards to creative, where he was asked about his role and he said he was not going to be, quote, like in the weeds, like in the day to day, like nitty gritty of creative, that he would be, you know, ultimately looking at like bigger picture sort of stuff. It was a very nebulous, vague answer, which. I can just hear right. Dave cracking his old knuckles and warming up the mic to type in his newsletter and to say into the microphone what he did almost immediately. Raw hadn't even aired yet. And Dave Meltzer and um, God, what's the other fucker's name? Um, oh, good old Alvarez. Brian Alvarez. Yes. Brian Alvarez are both speaking into microphones instantly. Vince is fully in charge. Vince is running raw. Vince is doing this. And then suddenly everybody and their fucking brother who's at raw is taking pictures of everything that happens at a normal production of a live televised program and being like, this is evidence that Vince McMahon is changing everything on the fly. Like somebody posting pictures of a call sheet change because a call sheet during a live program never happens. Somebody else posting footage of Seth Rollins getting told that his segment was being cut short and that he wasn't going to have a segment, that it was just going to be him directing everybody singing and then walking off, which they showed on camera. And yes, it was weird to everybody. And it was weird. Even though, even though yesterday's Raw after WrestleMania was a, what I would argue, a pretty typical raw that we have seen over the last six months with a couple of returns, one big turn like heel turn. And, and that was the show. 
And people are like, well, this show was terrible. Vince McMahon must have done it. And now people aren't watching it because they're believing into the fodder that Vince McMahon was running the show. I just don't buy that entirely. Like, I just don't buy that. I want to return it. I want you to give me my money back for this shitty product that you are trying to get me to buy because I'm not buying it. I'm not giving you that credibility because no, like just no, it's not, it's not how this works. Yeah. Whatever, what people are reporting and are quote unquote reporting or are seeing, if you really watch, you would have saw last week, on Monday Night Raw. Oh, yeah. Before Vince. I was there. Yeah, they, they did those things last week. I mean, it's it's just silly. It really is the things that they're... But by the way, there was only one women's match last week as well. And no one went crazy about that. And, and you know, they didn't do anything with Rhea and Charlotte or Bianca and Asuka last week. They just showed video packages, both Raw and SmackDown. I was actually surprised that we didn't get a match out of, out of any of those feuds. But it's it's just... The whole thing is dumb because it, it's. I, what's funny is that people were claiming Vince had an Im- influence over WrestleMania Night Two because they didn't like it as much no. as Night One, and the Endeavor sale got announced like during the show, is when that was first leaked. Was during WrestleMania, and people were like, "Oh, well, that's it. Vince is running this day, and that's why it's not as good as Day One." And that, that's it's just it's just not possible. Am I willing to believe? That Vince played a bigger role in Monday Night Raw than he nor than he has in in recent months. I am because he was there. But and I'm jumping around now and and jumping ahead. But whatever, I've been saying this. I've been spouting this on social media. I've been spouting this in the DM chats. I've been spouting this on on both Facebook and Twitter. I don't think Vince is going to be there next week. I don't think Vince is going to be at SmackDown on Friday. Vince now has – people don't understand what they're reading when they read about the merger. And I understand why they don't understand what they're reading because that's a real news article, not this fake internet wrestling news with a Z bullshit. Like, like it's, it's – when they read the bullshit, it, the bullshit's written for them. It really is. It's written for these wrestling fans who want to believe it to understand. The, the stuff that's written by actual news outlets is not written for the internet wrestling fan to believe. It's written for normal functioning human beings to understand. And most of these people are normal functioning human beings. They just lose that when wrestling news comes out. Um, when you read the article about Vince McMahon and, and the Endeavor sale and everything, and I don't remember which outlet had it like this. I think it was The Athletic, but I could be wrong. Vince is going to be over the new conglomerate Vince is over the new corporation that's being formed. So he's basically over both the UFC and WWE. So Vince has to basically run a merger. He's the executive chairman of this company. That's going to be formed when UFC and and WWE become one. That's what Vince is going to be over. So, um, So given that, I don't expect him to get, quote unquote, in the weeds. I could see this might have even been like his last hurrah as the guy kind of running raw and stuff like that. I don't even want to make that suggestion online because I know how people are going to respond to it. They're going to lose their collective minds and we don't need that either. But I just I just think the whole it's just his overreaction. Vince is truly going to be too busy to do this. And, and he's older now. 
He's had some time away. He's had all of that. He needs more time to dye his hair, his eyebrows, and his mustache. He needs to run this new board that's being formed under Endeavor. He's now technically Dana White's boss. I want. I have some thoughts about that here shortly that I want to talk about. Um, it's the most Vince McMahon thing ever, and I and and I personally I can't help but love it. it even though the dude's a douche, whatever, I can't help but love it. And and I just don't think that this is going to be normal. So so yeah, yeah I, maybe he did have a bigger influence over over Raw. And then I want to go back to some other stuff you talked about with the run sheets and all that other garbage. But yes. So that, that, those are kind of my, yeah, I, my everywhere thoughts. Right. And, and ultimately, at the end of the day, what, what just frustrates me with this, and it, it all goes back to the first point that you made when we opened the show, this reporting and this clutching of the pearls and this sort of alarmist approach has very much just been what has has buttered the the bread of the wrestling observer of wrestling inc of you know pro wrestling insider you name the site fightful you you name the site they know that their readers will eat this story up and then it becomes really easy like using the i'll use the talent leaving example it becomes really easy to be like, well, there it goes when somebody gets released. Like, you know, the who's the tag team from NXT that requested their release? Well, it, it's Jagger Reed and Rupert. Rip Fowler as part of the schism. Yeah. Um, they used to be, yeah. of course, Zach Gibson and James oh. Drake, grizzled young veterans. Right. So they've requested their release. I wonder how long it be, it is before the story that is – you know, happened like two days, three days before this news broke, then suddenly turns like it'll get twisted somewhere. It'll get twisted because it just is. And it, it is because that's what people want. Uh, get twisted. Do you, you think, okay. Way. When you say get twisted, I, I just want to get this straight so I can properly react to it. The story twisted. The Will story the story be twisted that, that Fowler and Reed slash Gibson and Drake requested their release because of Vince McMahon. That's the twist. Okay. Here, here's why I wanted to confirm that. I'm 75% sure they've never met Vince McMahon. Right. Because he doesn't go to NXT. He's been to NXT like once or twice. And, and they've never gone up. I think maybe they worked a dark match on main event one of these weeks. Like this past Monday, Raw, um, the one before Mania, your dark match talents were Electra Lopez and Odyssey Jones. Those were the ones that right. worked the main event tapings against Dana Brooke. And um, I can't remember who Odyssey lost to now. I don't know. I can't remember. I'll figure it out at some point. But it's not important. But um, right. yeah, I just don't. I, I, that would be absurd if that was the reason that they're right. leaving. That would literally be the but, most absurd thing ever. But I'm willing, I'm willing to bet it's something. When, and, and here's how here's how it could happen. This this is the other famous thing. It could be something as stupid as somebody asking our favorite pundit on Twitter, you know, their thoughts on this team leaving and why did they go? Like, 
it could be something as simple as that. And Dave, I'm going to give Dave credit. Dave may not even say that, but he'll say enough to where somebody can imply that. Oh, yeah. They put words in Dave's mouth all the time. But people do. Right. That's that's fair. And and we've talked about that. And we've acknowledged that. And and it, it is what it is. But um, there's also people are only putting word the words in Dave's mouth that they think Dave would say because Dave has said them before. Right. Um, oh, yeah. So not fair like or not, it's it's a thing. Absolutely is the thing. No. Yeah, so that's my final. I, I, Acknowledge me. Right. My final thought was just in 24 hours, we we, are, we we went from this news announcement to Vince is back in control and everything's a dumpster fire. Like fucking Bully Ray tweeting memes of Brock Lesnar with Vince McMahon's face on it, double flipping off the fans. Because even, I'm sorry, you, you know your marks when you see your marks. And wrestlers are just as big as Marks. Uh, Given some of the other comments Bully Ray made, like Bully Ray was very much in support of Cody losing and and stuff like that. I do think some of that's Bully Ray playing the people. I do. I don't know. Just because he's done that stuff before. Yeah, Um, we didn't didn't even talk about the Cody losing thing yet. That'll be fun. We will. Let's do this. Because I, I still want to talk about beards if we can today. So, oh, the best um, beards in wrestling. Of course. That's your list this week. That was your list a few weeks ago. But we were out, various reasons, including Greg being sick like crazy. So um, go to ProWrestlingTees.com for us a chair shot. Pick up a chair shot t-shirt. We got lots of good ones. I mean, they're all good. But we got slogans. We got images. We got catchphrases. We got shirts for the podcast, shirts for the personalities, and so much more. Pick one up today, get it in soft style, whatever you want, however you want it to be. Just go over to ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the chair shot and pick up one of those beautiful t-shirts. And heck, you can do it here in the next, you know, 30 seconds, maybe longer once the actual commercials are added in. Could end up being a minute and a half or so. While we go to commercial, then we come back and we'll talk about Cody Rhodes losing. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Promotional consideration paid for by the following. Hey folks, PC Tony here. Thanks to our new partnership with Angry Lemonade, you can save 10% on physical products and digital commissions using the promo code CHAIRSHOT. Head to angrylemonade.net to check out their amazing catalog of products and services. Use the promo code CHAIRSHOT to save 10%. That's angrylemonade.net. So Patrick O'Dowd, we talked about this briefly before we went to commercial. And now we're back. Cody Rhodes lost at WrestleMania. And 
I kind of wonder if this maybe began this whole downward spiral of of the internet because <laughs> right. if Cody had won, if Cody won and then all this stuff happened, would would they be acting the way they're acting? I don't know. Um, I we didn't do the preview shows because I was sick. Wh- what would you have picked? Um, I think I. I know what you would have picked. You've, you've, I've been yes. Actively talked about, yeah. You've talked about Cody losing forever since he won the Rumble. I said he was not going to win at WrestleMania. I probably would have been in the camp of he wins a belt, not both belts. But the closer you get to Mania, and the more you heard him say, he never talked about winning one championship. Right. He always talked yeah, about the. Undisputed the the WWE the undisputed WWE Universal Championship, right? That told me that no, that it was I was and here's the thing though no, I I was at peace, right? With Cody losing like I wasn't one oh, of those yeah. people that was so hard for Cody to win the damn the win the thing, uh, and I even made a joke about it on Twitter after after it was over and the internet was blowing up. It was as if people paid attention to one half of the yes. story and not the other half of the story, which has been also talked about like that. We've, we've talked about on this program, how much the WWE loves their numbers and loves to break their records. And again, I know you're going to hear you will support this. You have long talked about a specific number that you think they are taking Roman Reigns toward before he loses his either of his titles. Well, he could lose he could one. lose the WWE championship because he picked that one up along the way. But the 947, 948 by the time you listen to this, that starts when he won the Universal Championship at Payback. Um after he returned at SummerSlam, which by the way, right. that SummerSlam had the tagline you'll never see it coming. And 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 I do we we can give credit to Dave Ungar because I do believe he predicted that Roman was going to return there because of that tagline. I've long postulated that the number is one four seven four fourteen hundred seventy four days, the length of Hulk Hogan's first reign as WWF champion, second all time I think maybe third. I, I think it's second. I think Pedro's behind that. And of course, Bruno is like double that. He's not passing Bruno. Like that's just not something that right. can be done. That's, that's obscene. Yeah. But he can pass Hogan, and and he can pass Pedro, and we can get there, and and I'd be fine with it. Um, but what I just don't. The thing about so yeah, the numbers are important. And right now, they're touting like literally. They had an Instagram post. That focused on the Romans' number of days, Gunther's number of days, and Bianca Belair's number of days. So right. they are. I think Bianca Belair is now the second longest reigning Raw Women's Champion behind Becky, who held it over for over a year and then had to vacate it. Um, so I do think that uh, they'll they'll get something in that direction with with these folks. So Hogan's fourteen seventy four ranks number four on this list behind Backlund's 2135, Bruno's 2803 reign. Oh, it's number three in the men's side. They counted fabulous Moolah's. 
Now, are you looking at cumulative or rains? No, these are rains. Okay. Like 2,803 days for Bruno San Martino. Um, pinned Buddy Rogers, May 17, 1963. Lost it on January 18, 1971. No, Fabulous Mula, who had the on again, off again WWF championship. Um, Backlund held it for 21.35, and then Hogan held his for 14.74, if, if what I'm looking at is accurate. Because so, I thought 1474 was the second longest, but I could be wrong. It wouldn't be the first time. It's got it as third. It's got it as third behind background. Either way, we'll uh, we'll figure it out. I'm, I'm looking now just to see. We're like efforting it. Right days. That's the wrong direction. For singular reigns of the WWE Championship. I have this coming up as the second longest reign. Bruno at twenty eight oh three, Hogan at fourteen seventy four, Backlund at fourteen seventy. Bruno See, now I'm again. On the WWE, I'm on the WWE website, and it's Bruno, Backlund, Hogan. Well, it's weird because because I've got Bruno for twenty eight oh three, right? Backlund for twenty one thirty five. Hogan at fourteen seventy four. This is good podcasting, everyone. This is why you listen to the Greg DeMarco show because the two of us try to out effort each other. Okay, no, I see why. Because Backland, so Backland's reign is is listed as fourteen seventy, but is not recognized as such. And then there's a twenty one thirty five because it was renamed during that. So I guess, yeah. Uh, so and I guess that's what's confused me when I've sorted this list. Gotcha. Um, so still. So 1474 is the, because again. That's been the number. Gonna, you're not going to, yeah, you're not going to pass Backland either. Really, like 20, like that's. That's that's like two more years to pass Backland. To get to 1474, right. I've already done the math. It's September of 2024. So right. you get through WrestleMania 40, you get to, you get to September. I know people think it's unheard of. The guy won the title before WrestleMania 37. We just had 39. He is the first champion to defend three three straight WrestleManias in the same reign. So take that for what you will. He's getting there. They didn't set anything up for backlash. He's not going to Puerto Rico. He's probably going to Saudi Arabia in May because that's what they do. We already know what to set up with Cody. But here's the thing. As we get closer and closer to WrestleMania, I got stronger and stronger in my inclination. Now, my from the moment Cody won the Rumble and I said he wasn't going to beat Roman Reigns unless they split the titles, I felt as hardcore about that as I did about saying Seth Rollins was not going to cash in until WrestleMania. Like, it was just one of those things. And I was never coming off of it. I was going to be wrong because I'd be fine with that. I... The more and more things happened, the more and more it became obvious to me. I feel as though the WWE hit us over the head with it just in reverse. Cody faced zero adversity during his build after winning the Rumble. True. Zero. He really did. He just kind of walked in and saved the day left and right. And was so confident that not only was he going to win, but it was going to be the final nail in the coffin of the bloodline. 
Right. He and okay. So here, here's the other thing, by the way, and, and this dawned on me later when I saw people getting indignant. You talked about no adversity. I also, it's just not what the WWE does when somebody comes in and goes for the title in that first go around. Like they just don't win it. Like almost never. Yeah, it's true. I think almost Drew McIntyre did, but even um, that was COVID. Hell, hell, even people who come in and are just debuting with the company and were working their first WrestleMania match don't win. No, AJ look at AJ Styles. Styles. Yeah, he lost to Chris Jericho. AJ Styles. Everybody freaked out. Uh, and Shinsuke and Nakamura yeah, lost to AJ Styles. And people declared AJ dead, buried, gone, done. Boy, his career really sucked after that. Greg, I'm sure, I'm sure he regrets that he lost. It's crazy to think what he would have done at this WrestleMania had he not been hurt. Like, who knows, right? It could have been anything. It could have really been, could have shaken up the whole thing. Maybe he would have had a a much anticipated rematch with Shane McMahon. Who knows? But I, yeah, like, like things that were painful to watch. I know. And and then not only that, but like as Shane's doing this, I'm sitting here thinking if we couldn't give Bob Lashley a match, like Correct. we had the Miz lose to Pat McAfee and to Snoop Dogg, which is supposed to be Shane McMahon. You could have just booked him against Bob Lashley and everybody would have been happy. Like it's just, we had Bob walk out for no reason at WrestleMania and you had Seth Rollins walk out for no reason on raw, but apparently it, was, it happening it on raw idea. is because it was Vince's it, it, it idea. Was all- no, it was, yeah. it was Vince's idea for Bob, too. It's literally just because they wanted to get the audience to sing a song. Like, Seth Rollins, right. God, we're just all over the place now. The, the, right. the, Seth Rollins got the loudest reaction at WrestleMania of anyone. And he was in the, what, the third match of the card on night one against Logan Paul. He was the most over person. Great match, he, by the way. I'll be honest with you. If WrestleMania, yes, we, 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 and, and Corey Graves said it on commentary. We got to stop being surprised by how good Logan Paul is. He's just good. And and I know you haven't seen if if you could suspend your rule for just one match and watch Logan Paul versus Roman Reigns, you would be amazed. Like he looked like he belonged with the top wrestler on the planet against Roman Reigns and then he looked like he belonged with the best wrestler in the world. You see how I just did a WWE Championship Universal Championship, the best wrestler on the planet and the best wrestler in the world. Um right, I see what you did there. And not even on purpose, but but I do think that at this point Roman and Seth are one one A and one B. Um and I think we're going to get to that once they they do something about the brand split and, and whatever, which I think they'll do that soon too. But Rollins was just that over. Like he was just a monster with how over he was. And I just think it was the raw after mania crowd. We wanted them to sing the song. And instead of overcomplicating it, just go out there and have them sing the song. Like that's what they did. I remember cause I was fast forwarding through the commercials. I was fast forwarding through the commercials and they come back and there's a match and I'm like, wait, did I miss something? And no, I didn't. Well, and Seth's character is so damn eccentric. Like he doesn't need to talk. Like he can do that. No, no. And, and he got a fantastic promo at Raw the Monday before Mania, where he said, "If he I did. lose, I'm the joke." Like I was thoroughly impressed by that promo, and and Seth truly is the unsung hero of the company right now. But going back to Cody, Cody had no adversity from the moment he won the World Rumble. By the way, he entered at number thirty, so it's not like he came in at number ten or anything like he enters at number 30 beats a guy who'd been in the match for over an hour 
and Gunther and and then gets to, to waltz to WrestleMania. Doesn't have to defend it, barely even had any matches between the two. And and this got us to WrestleMania. And 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 the fact that he just never faced and then he got to beat Solo, who was unbeaten at the time. And and I said it. I said Solo loses. Before the match between Cody and Solo was even announced, I said Cody's gonna wrestle right. solo. It's not that hard to figure this stuff out. Solo loses, Usos lose, Roman wins. That was the progression because that gives Roman all the power in the world over everybody else in the bloodline. He was already starting to exact that power during Raw on Monday when he sent the Usos home or had them sit on the plane and eat seafood. What a rough life it is. And, and of course, had the tag match that never happened. No one complaining about the bait and switch, by the way. No one complaining that they didn't deliver on the advertised main event of Raw. That's not a complaint for some reason. But Cody faced no adversity. And he lost to Roman. And then, of course, the, the, the angle with Brock happens right after Mania. And I even tweeted it out with a picture. And I said, there it is. Adversity in all capital Adversity. letters. This yeah. is what Cody needs. Cody's character. I, I'm just going to be fully blunt. And Cody's character was surface level at best in WWE up to this point. And it was weird. And, and, and it didn't make me worry, but they did do a shift that they needed to make. He stopped making it about his dad about three to four weeks right. out of, from WrestleMania to the point where he even said during a promo, if one more person brings up my dad, I'm going to whatever. I don't even know what his reaction was. And I remember watching that promo thinking, then you're going to beat yourself up, Cody, because you've been the one talking about your dad all along. Like he stopped making it about his dad. And I thought that was weird because to me, Cody loses, faces adversity. And now when he goes after the title, it's finally just about Cody because Cody right. – You've heard, I, I know you've listened to this before. You've heard Eric Bischoff talk about Diamond Dallas Page when, when he was coming up in, in WCW and he was a mid-carder and how you'd see him come to the ring and he was like smoking a cigar and he had some chains on and Bischoff just said he had 15 different gimmicks going on at the same time. Cody's got the long robe. He's got the weight belt. He's got the bleach blonde hair. He's like, sometimes I watch Cody Rhodes and I'm like, specifically, who is this guy? Like, I don't know that right. we know who Cody Rhodes really is. And I think this Brock Lesnar feud is going to establish that. Because I expect Cody to beat Brock in the end. I do. And right. and I I think you're going to get two matches out of this. I think they're going to fight at Backlash. And Brock's going to win. and and Or maybe something happens. Whatever. And I think they're going to fight in Saudi Arabia. Because you got to have Brock in Saudi Arabia. And I think Cody's going to win there. And... And then they'll continue on from that point, and we'll get there over the summer. Um, I got another bold prediction to make here in a minute, too. But now I think we can actually sink our teeth into Cody Rhodes because now I feel like they're going to. And because they obviously knew this all along, it's not like they decided day of that Cody wasn't going to win. No, 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 Greg. There was a backstage photo where he was looking off into the distance, not happy enough to be there. So clearly he just learned he was losing. That day, well, if they just the learned, if he just so. learned he was losing that day, it's because they don't trust him yet, and that's fully believable. Um, and I love how you know Brody Lee's wife, his widow, tweeting that was a bad call, and Dustin Rose tweeting a, a angry face and a middle finger is is all these signs about how it wasn't supposed to go that way. Whatever the the. The no, fact that people what, were reacting what? this way is – and Cody. Cody's the kind of guy who would know he's not going to win and not tell anybody. 
Like Cody would right. do that. God bless him for it too. Can, can we just, can we just really quick, all those people who are super pissed off. That's the point. Yes, it is. Like you're supposed to be mad. Super fan. You know, you AEW stands who followed him and thought that this was, I don't know what you thought was going to happen, but clearly you thought. Yeah. Knowing that Cody came from AEW and, and did the triple H throne thing with the sledgehammer. We all should have known he wasn't going to win. Like, like really? Like I don't. I don't get you all. Um, and you got worked. If you if you were certain, we tried to warn you. Win, you got, got worked. I almost feel bad that we couldn't podcast for the weeks leading up to WrestleMania because it would have been like weeks upon weeks of warnings at that point. Because I was dead set on it. Like Cody, literally, I've said it before too. You don't beat Roman on the first try. You just don't. Like, usually in a video game, when you get to the big bad, you don't beat him the first time around. Right. You get your ass handed to you, and you realize, oh, crap, i got to figure this out. Yeah, that's why it's a boss level. Roman Raid is, is like, the ultimate boss level at this point. And he's beaten the boss level in Brock Lesnar, so he is now the ultimate boss level. Right. Brock Brock Lesnar is now the the, the six-arm character in Mortal Kombat that you beat on the way to some of the other ones. It's and he looks like him too. Goro, his name is Goro. Goro, thank you. Whatever. And you fight Shang Tsung. Yeah, I don't remember all this stuff. I, I played more combat a lot as a kid, but that's I, why that's why I do the bandwagon nerd podcast. And you don't. I would that's be the actual bandwagon person that you guys don't have if I were if I were there. No, Tony. Tony's a bandwagon. He is actually, and a lot of the topics you guys talk about, he is the bandwagoner, which is good. He, he listened a lot this week when I went off on Star Wars. So. Well, that makes sense. So, but but here's the thing. Like, Cody's going to be fine. I do think they got to split up the titles. I think they got to figure yeah. out a way. They should have done it. Hell, they should have done it last fall at Clash in the Castle with Drew McIntyre pinning Austin Theory and then on a technicality only getting one because Austin Theory can only cash in for one. But they didn't. They could have done it with the Rumble. They could have done it when the Bloodline took over Raw. And and Adam Pierce could have had they. I feel like they opened up all these doors and just never walked through them along the way, and and they'll figure it out. They're forbidden doors. Yes, they are forbidden doors. Sold out, by the way, in in, in an hour. So that's the other. Oh, that's, God, there's so many things. Um, Cody's gonna be fine. He's going to be a world champion. He could even be the person to dethrone Roman Reigns someday. He totally. Somebody asked me who who could I see dethroning Roman Reigns. They said Rollins or Orton. And I said, you could add Matt Riddle to the list. You could add Drew McIntyre to the list. You could add Big E to the list. Bobby Lashley, if Big E comes back. Bobby Lashley. Hell, you could add Sheamus to the list. Again, I wanted Sheamus to be the opponent at WrestleMania. That's how over Sheamus was at that time. Have him win the Rumble and have him go on to WrestleMania. And again, I I wrote a whole article about who should should face Roman Reigns at WrestleMania. And I went in with the one of my bullet points said – I am writing this under the assumption that Roman's not losing. And he didn't lose. It, it's just, to me, it was just too obvious. Like, we're literally in the middle of history right. and don't even understand it. And and that's just too, too bad. Well, so. we're, we're just, we're not used to it, right? Like, we reject this because it's not what we've been, it's not how we've been conditioned for the last yeah, 20 years. It's true, because life. we've had weekly episodic television since 1991. Right. How many podcasts have we have we recorded where I've talked about my favorite title reigns of all time being 
long game yeah. title reigns, and those were only a year. You know, Mania. To yeah, Mania. I know, right? Mania to Mania, and you know, Cena was able to go longer than a year. Like it's just so rare, um, and here we are. And and Triple H, who I don't think ever had a really long reign, is booking really long reigns, right. and right. And now we'll see how long Rhea Ripley holds her title. It's it's very interesting to see what they're going to do. It's so interesting too. Rhea Ripley arrived at, uh, apparently at WrestleMania beating Charlotte Flair. She literally did the same exact thing two years ago, beating Asuka at WrestleMania 37 in the second to last match right. of the night. Like right. she didn't win the rumble on the way to doing it, but it's cause that was the one when Bianca won and, and beat Sasha Banks. Bianca Belair, by the way, is now undefeated in three straight WrestleManias and has never lost a match at WrestleMania. We now have a Bianca strike, right. but we can't call it. That. We do. Um, and every match has been a title match. So there you go. Yeah, um, her. She beat Sasha Banks to retain, yep. to win. She beat Becky Lynch to win. And now she beat Oscar to retain hell of a resume that, um, being put together. Was by flat, it was. And, and a lot of people disagreed with me and honestly it was flat. And I thought it was Bianca. Um, she looked in the worst shape of her career in that match. Yeah. Um, she looked bigger than she normally is. I know she was just coming out of a bodybuilding competition or something like that. And so it just didn't work. She didn't seem as strong as she normally is. And that's one of her big things. Um, and, right. and I also think Oscar works at a certain speed sometimes that not everybody can work at. So maybe Oscar needed to slow down, but it, it just wasn't clicking for me to the point where I had to go to cage match and look it up to see if she'd actually been wrestling along the way. And it turns out she had been even house shows. So I don't know. It just didn't, didn't click for me. Um, and, I mean, and, and maybe it was just a bad night. You never know. And I said the crowd would start booing Bianca and cheering for Asuka. And everyone said I was stupid, even in our DM thread. And what happened? The crowd started cheering for Asuka and booing Bianca Belair. And it had nothing to do with Bianca. People just love Asuka. That crowd loves Asuka so much. Well, and and she's, and Asuka has, with this iteration that we've been experiencing, it's very, it's a very exciting it's easy to love. It's got all the it's got all the bells and whistles. She's got the face paint. She's got the mist. She's basically the modern day great Muda for the women's right. division. Absolutely, which is a welcome Absolutely. sight for me. One of the biggest fans ever of the great Muda. So that's where we are. So many things that we could talk about with this this everything. Just just so much good and bad and indifferent. I will say this. I hate the discussion about picking which night was better than the other one when it comes to these two night WrestleManias. I hated it with 37. I hate it with 38. It's glaringly obvious though with 39. Like I have to acknowledge yeah. that. Yeah. Night one was oh, light years better than night two. And it was yeah, the match. It was the match, the way the matches were, were, were lined up. It really was. That's it. I mean, and everybody, everybody really brought it on night one too. Like not just the way that the card fit together, but I wonder if there's you know, a stigma with being on night one that maybe I, I it, it's, it's lesser than, I which I don't get. Um, well, who, somebody asked that question. I did. Like, will there, I asked the question of, of, will you not be, will someone say, well, all your main events came on WrestleMania Saturday and not WrestleMania Sunday. Because yes. Kevin Owens has now made event at two I, straight WrestleMania Saturdays. I, th- I think I, and I think I answered that with, of course they will. Like, they will as soon as like, 
they want to justify that someone's not a true WrestleMania main eventer. Yeah, they will. Um, right. Oh well, they were they were all, they were all night two. They shouldn't have been on night two. They should have been. Right. Um, I I will say this though. You've also. Oh, go ahead. No, no, go for it. Well, you've we've also long argued that, with very few exceptions, most of the matches on a WrestleMania card are main event caliber yes. matches. So really, you're splitting the tiniest of hairs doing comparisons like that. You are, you are. But this year it was just glaringly obvious. But to me it was just yeah. the picking of the matches. And and night one was like an hour longer than night two as well, which oh. is weird. Which I which I appreciated as a guy who had to work on Monday. I but, did too. But at the same time, I mean not for me, because it still ended at like eight thirty for me. But yeah. yeah, I was like, shut up. It's but to me it's like, okay, you night two is is one match shorter and you put Brock and Omos on night two which is like half a match anyway, I would have put Brock and Omos and the women's showcase on Saturday, move the men's showcase, and I can't remember the other match that it would have moved over. Oh, the, the six-woman tag. I would, have, I would have swapped those matches. I think you would have had a more even event, and, and, and I don't think you'd have that you know, glaring difference between night one and night two. Um, and I wish Austin Theory was able to win clean only because – yeah, he won in a heelish manner, but it's not like he's going to continue to feud with John Cena. And and right. this was that was his moment. But he's a star, and anyone who doesn't see it doesn't get it. And goddamn, Finn Balor got his head stapled during a wrestling match and kept going. I know, right? And that was because I remember watching it. And it happened, of course. Remember timeline? Shane McMahon comes out, tears his quad. Yep. Very next match is Finn Balor in Hell in a Cell. And when they're attending to Balor, and I'm like, oh my God, if they have to stop this match, their big Hell in a Cell match, right after what happened to Shane, like, this is, this night is just snake bitten from the jump. And, right. and so, I, and, and but they kept worth, going. I did enjoy the Hell in a Cell match. I did and I didn't. It was just, it was just, it, it, it did feel like it was lacking something. It picked up later, but it was just like so focused around the, the plunder and everything else. I don't know. I think it's just a personal preference thing for me because, right. and maybe I need to rewatch it again. Maybe that's something that, that would help me. I don't know, but um, it didn't I mean, and you, seem like it should have for me. Oh, I, I, I enjoyed it quite a bit and you know how I feel about blood and guts matches. So um, true, you know, Very just true. edge working out every bit of his anger and frustration on Finn Balor in the cell was and, and Balor just continuing to go, especially, you know, after legit getting his yeah. head ripped open by like, a ladder. Yeah. Respect. And it was so. funny too, because when they're, when the, when the crew's coming in to work on him, I'm thinking, Oh, this was just their excuse to get the cage open because they chained it shut, which they don't always do. Right. And, and I figured we would get, you know, interference we didn't, and and that's that's fine. Um, I also think we're getting to the point of of adding to the list. LOL, Edge wins because yeah. he's not putting a lot of people over during this this run, and I doubt it's his choice. It's but um, I'm okay. It is. It is. All right. Let's go to break. Come back. Have some fun. This is your boy, Kenny Killer, telling you to make sure you check out thechairshot.com, bringing you breaking news, interviews, 
podcast galore everything pro wrestling make sure you check it out thechairshot.com acknowledge me shut your dumb mouth dean fucking ambrose you just made the list it's time to play our favorite game favorite gimmick here on the program it's time to make the list we haven't made a list in a few weeks because we haven't been on air in a few weeks and this week's list is the same one that we last established when we last did um what did we do single stars born out of a tag team that was our last list so let me uh and somehow that conversation led to talking about oh you made fun of austin theory's beard yes which by the way still terrible um it's still terrible but you were the one to point it out. Maybe it's supposed to be that way. I don't know if it is or not, but maybe it is supposed to be that way. Who well, knows? I mean, as a douche that you're supposed to hate, having a douchey beard like he has does works. help. Does help. Yes. So, so, fix that. but maybe. yeah, so that then resulted in me being like, well, maybe our next list should be greatest wrestling beard. Remember, our favorite wrestling beard. It's just I wrestling beards. It. I know. I changed it. It's not even favorite wrestling beards. It's just wrestling beards. Most of mine are favorites. I'm just like, whatever. I'm sharing that. Which is fair. I'm defying your rules. That's fine. It's, it's, it's your list. It's your list and it is how it is. So our list this week is wrestling beards. We will go one through six taking turns because it's Patrick's list. I will go first. Once we've established our list of six, we will then put them in order. And Patrick will go first when you put them in order. And then we'll be able to tell... He's six of bearded professional wrestlers. Congratulations. You just made the list. So for me, I've already told you who, who I was immediately going to put on the list. To me, it's one of the most iconic yeah. beards in wrestling history. It's been caricatured. It's been on t-shirts. It's been everywhere. You could see just the beard and the sun. You've seen the image so many times of the beard, the sunglasses and the hair sticking out from a bandana. And that is of course the macho man, Randy Savage. He's the first name I am going to put on the list of wrestling beards. And very nice choice indeed. Can I just share, this is the first time we've done an episode of this show where I've been like, this should be a YouTube episode where we could yes. show the pictures, the photos yeah. of the beard. That's true. Uh, because, because I am going to dig into the well a little bit. I'm going to dig deep into the past for a couple of these. And I, I feel like people will need to see these and respect them, but that's for later. <laughs> my first, my first choice is actually somebody that if we did a, an all mustache, I was wondering about be, the mustache on the all mustache list because my, I, I argue the two are different, but this guy, I agree with you currently with the company opened raw as one hell of a beard. That he's been carrying for a while since he shaved his head. And I'm talking about that chief content. What is it? Chief, chief content officer. officer. Chief content officer, Triple H. I love it. I love the Triple H beard. It is a great beard. Um, he, he obviously spends a lot of time on it, which I appreciate. And yeah, I'm a big fan of the Triple H beard and love that you put him on the list. So I'm going to dig a little deep. I don't think I'm stealing from your list, though, and and but I am going to dig a little deep. Um, this is another classic beard. I've never seen this play. Like Triple H, we've seen without a beard. 
I don't think we've ever seen Savage without a beard. I've never seen this person without a beard. This is a person who's always looked like they were 40 years old from when they debuted to if you see them again today. Maybe now they look like they're 50, but again, um, this person's been in the business since the late 70s. Moving on and on and on, he was literally the pillar that continued to hold up the Four Horsemen for years and years and years. And that beard, to me, is another iconic beard in pro wrestling, and that is, of course, Double A Arn Anderson. Arn Anderson was amongst the options I had in front of me that I considered for a beard. Okay. Um. So my next beard that I went with is a beard... And both of these beards that I'm going to do for the last ones, they make the guy. Okay. Um, and in this case, th- this guy, without his beard, just you, I can't. One, I you speak of speaking of people, I I don't know that I've ever seen not have a beard, or if they if they did, I, I missed it. Um, but scary wild man, you never knew what he was going to do in the ring. Force of nature. Taken to taken from us, literally one of the, the the people when we say taken from us too soon. This is a true story because Bruiser Brody <laughs> because of murder. He was literally murdered and taken from us too soon. Bruiser Brody, though, that whole look with that beard and the wild eyes was menacing. And you shave that dude's face; he's just a dude. Would never have worked. Right. Would never have worked without the beard. It's like that UFC fighter who, with a beard, there's a picture of him without a beard, and it's like, I don't even know how he's a UFC fighter because he doesn't actually have a chin, but the beard right. apparently serves as the chin. So, yeah, Bruiser Brody is is big on the list. So, Patrick O'Dowd, I am going to apologize in advance. Oh. Because I'm fairly certain for the first time since we started doing this list, I am going to snake your next pick. Now, I know you have other options, but I really do think I'm going to snake your next pick. And I thought you might have brought this person into the equation earlier. This person was always third on my list. I didn't even have Triple H on my list. So, um, I know, right? Interesting enough. But I just, again, like when I think of beards and I, I go old school again, I can't help but put this person on the list. So if I'm stealing him, damn it, I'm stealing him. I am taking one of many fans our age, first major beard they may have seen in the world of professional wrestling. All right, all right, all right. I am taking the boogie woogie man, Jimmy Valiant, and putting him on the list. You absolutely stole my third choice. Because, yeah, the Boogie Woogie Man. Remember when he briefly had to shave? I can't remember when he was. Um, I kind of do. There, yeah, you go look at some old men in Atlantic. There was an angle where he, yeah, he was clean shaven. Because I think all. Um, God, what was his last name? Paul, the dude who always wore the. Paul Jones. Shitty, Paul Jones. Like, Paul Jones was feeding with him forever. And. Uh, Paul Jones at one point had his beard shaved. Is I can't even I can't find pictures of it. Like I'm trying it's to. Very, yeah. It's like, like there's pictures of him with a shorter beard. But no, even then it's like the Triple H length. It was, 
there was a time when he was clean shaven. Wow. This is a this is a this is a real thing. Oh, there it is. Uh, yep. Wow. That's all I can say. It's wow. So this does put me in a place because I, I was I know it does. That, that I would get to keep this. But I you know what I'm gonna do? So I'm gonna go complete Patrick O'Dowd favorite. Okay. Complete Patrick O'Dowd favorite. Um and, and you know what? This man was educated. He was a professor. He he was a <laughs> Did he have a beard? Go take a look. He had a little he had a little like scary Asian Does that count as a beard? A little pointy beard. That's a beard, man. It's a it's a little chin beard. That little sneaky this is he was thoroughly racist in his look, but he always had the little like sneaky Asian villain. I mean, he was truly Asian. It's not like he was, you know, from St. Louis playing a Russian. Like he was, he he wasn't, he wasn't wearing yellow face, but his look was very much a, 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 he's not even coming up now as I search for him. Like now Google decides to be slow. All right. All right. We'll count it as a beard. Professor Toru. It's a goatee, but we can count it. It's not a beard. That's a beard. Do you want me to go full beard? I'll go Bugsy McGraw. If it's really going to bug you that much, I'll go Bugsy McGraw. No, I don't want Bugsy McGraw on the list. (laughs) I mean, no, I'm fine with Bugsy. You know, it's your choice. You pick whichever one you want. I mean, technically, Charles Kalani Jr. was Hawaiian, so there there was that. Um, All right, in the spirit, in the spirit of the list, since you've called it a goatee, we will we will bump the professor to an honorable mention. Ah, poor professor. That's all right. He's still a treasure in my. He's he's sub zero, playing <laughs> zero. That that's that, you know he he had a good run. I love him very much. Uh, but we'll go with the epic Texas beard that, and that's why I remember it was world class championship wrestling. Like, and he worked NWA and he did other stuff too. But again, great heel, Bugsy McGraw, with that. Let's just call it what it was. It was a dirty man beard. Like he was just a dirty man. So is the Boogie Woogie Man. Both those guys, just dirty. dirty. But I believe history would prove that Bugsy McGraw was actually a dirty man. So, yes. Okay, Boogie Woogie looks like fucking gritty from the the, the Philadelphia Flyers. Yes, he really does. All right. All right, all right. So... So now we've got the Macho Man, Randy Savage, Triple H, Arn Anderson, Bruiser Brody, Jimmy Valiant, and Bugsy McGraw on our list. I know that that Professor Toru Chinaka is an honorable mention. I did have Roman Reigns as an option on my list um, because I do feel like the beard has become a tremendous part of his character as well. I had Bray Wyatt on the list because he's had multiple beards and they've all looked really good. Um, so I'm down with that. I also had, he didn't always have the beard, but when he did, I really liked it. And that was Rick Steiner on the list with oh, the beard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, right. and, and that was, and, and then, uh, Tommaso Ciampa was also on my list of Ciampa's options. Ciampa's got a good beard. For the beard. Um, Who else did you have? I really did. You know, I didn't have as many as you thought I would have. Like, I, I guess like not. Four or five. Bray Wyatt was on there. Um. You know, uh, see, because I went with Bruiser Brody, I didn't go with a bunch of people who channeled Bruiser Brody. Right. Like, that makes sense. Because, like, I also, because, like, 
I like the Berserker. Yeah, I was going to say Nord the Barbarian, John Nord the Berserker, Nord, all the same guy. John Nord as the Berserker. Um, Brody Lee. Yeah. Uh, same sort of deal. Jim Neidhart. Uh, with the, if we could do a goatee list, to be honest with you. Because, again, but Neidhart, his goatee went, like, he took it down. But like, still a goatee. Kind of long. You know, maybe he knew he couldn't do the, the size. Maybe. Of it, but anyway. We could do a so, facial hair list. Um, I also at one point thought about Orton only because his beard doesn't connect, but yet he still rocks it like like brilliantly. Right. So he just does his thing. that was a good one um, as well. Edge, Edge has had a good beard. He has. Um, Edge has rocked a good beard. So a lot of good beards out there. Um, but I actually, honestly, I know you say it's not a best of list. I really do feel like we went with the cream of the crop. In, in we did. Beards. I think we did. No Hogan. Hogan's NWO beard was something else. I hated Hogan's NWO beard because, like, I, I, I hated the black it. with the then the go, blonde goatee. Yeah, yeah, I hate, hated the look. The Hogan, but, um, but the but the mustache, like, you yes. can't not have the mustache. Jay White has a pretty solid beard. It's true. Here. You know, he was supposed to be like the mystery person at WrestleMania or Raw after Mania. Now apparently he's going to AEW because you know he hasn't shown up in WWE yet. Right. So not even the news, that's just the fans. All right, so we now have our six people. we got to put them in order. This time, Patrick O'Dowd will go first because it's his list. So Patrick O'Dowd, who gets to be number one? You just made the list. It's It's got to be Savage. Like, okay. it, it just has to be Savage. Like, you talked about the iconography of his look. Like, it is. It's that shirt. It's just the glasses and the beard and the headband. Like, Yeah, it is. You can't deny that. I am going to go maybe a little bit of surprising for number two, um, but I am actually going to go all the way down the list and pick the boogie woogie man, Jimmy Valiant, and the legendary beard for number two on the list, just for pure beard quality. Fair. Um, well, with that decision, I am then going to move Bruiser Brody into the number three spot because, again, menacing beard. Just that... That look is that look with, with the beard. So for number four, I'm torn between two. and I know which two. Yeah, it's pretty obvious. And I'm going to go with Triple H as number four because he's got the thickness. His beard is a little more unique as opposed to Arn Anderson, which is closer to Randy Savage. So, yeah, I'm going to go Triple H for number four. And as much as I love Bugsy, he was uh, he, he is going to be your your final pick. I, I will absolutely put Arn at number five for for our list. Which does leave number six to be Bugsy McGraw. You just made the list. In order, number one, the Macho Man Randy Savage. Number two, the Boogie Woogie Man Jimmy Valiant. Number three, Bruiser Brody. Number four. Triple H, number five, double A, Arn Anderson, and number six, Bugsy McGraw. Congratulations. You just made the list. Of wrestling beards. Man, what a lot of craziness going on in the world of pro wrestling today. All right, gentlemen, you have three minutes, and you better make it good. We got three minutes, and we're out of here. The clock is ticking, and we're in the clear. We got... There's plenty of things that we did not get to because of what's going on in the world of pro wrestling today. So Patrick O'Dowd, I ask you again, 
what do you want to talk about? I'm going to milk that phrase for all it's worth. I hate it so much. I might hate it more than I should. I just feel like it was great when he returned because there was so much they would want to talk about. It might have even been great when he returned at the Rumble and won the Rumble, but like coming out and starting every promo, he kind of stopped doing it though with, what do you want to talk about? And then even in one, he said, normally I would say, what do you want to talk about? And in my head, I'm like, I'm glad you didn't because I feel like it's stupid. Um, I don't, I don't know, but I'm probably overreacting. What do you want to talk about? God, I'm trying to do the math. Okay. Patrick's doing math here on the program. Uh, well, I'm, I'm trying, I'm trying, I'm, and I'm, that's not my forte, but right. Feels like feels like 15 years ago. Okay. That I was in a uh, in a a shitty Boston area wrestling show with the Ring of Honor tag team titles up for grabs. I believe you were there for this one. I think you'd come to come back to town for this. That was not. No, you weren't there. That was not there. You were not. You're not there for the tag tournament where they. I was there for the tournament. I th- I thought you That's were talking, talking about, about. Okay, I thought you were talking about something else. That was in no, Connecticut. Was the there. tournament. Yeah, I wasn't there when they won it. Um, I thought you were but, there when they won it. Was it? Because that was yeah, a pay per view taping that was, was actually in Boston. Maybe I wasn't. There. I can't. I, I think I was. I don't remember. It's I've slept since then. Um, <laughs> my point is, it's fifteen some years ago. We watched two guys like tear it up at Ring of Honor and, as El Generico and, and Kevin Steen, and we now know them as you know Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. We we watched them be top guys. We watched we we interviewed one of them twice. One of them giving us their time when they didn't have to. We the day after he won the, the Ring other, of Honor World Championship. We watched we we watched the other. <laughs> Mildly hazed by his peers over picking up tickets to see Paul McCartney. Which is probably at every event occurrence for that human being. At, at WrestleMania 26, but he was like the sweetest guy amongst the group. And I had no idea who it was. Uh, and Greg didn't know who it was. I was like, who's the dude with the glasses? Who's the redheaded dude with the glasses? And, and much like other times when we have seen guys that we've watched, whether it be a Ring of Honor um, or indies or general, and you even talk about it now when like people that work in your your uh, your promotion, you know, have that opportunity to be on TV or whatever. But to like, yeah, we weren't friends with Sami Zayn or Kevin Owens. Like, you know, we we met them a couple times at a cup of coffee. And right. I have no idea who we are now. But to see them in WrestleMania night one with the belts in, in a in a hell of a match with the fireworks and the pyro it's just, it's amazing. And it's so great for it is. those two guys. And was, I said this in, in tweets, but Sami Zayn, Kevin Owens, Jimmy and Jay Uso absolutely deserved and earned that spot. Oh yeah. And that opportunity and that spotlight. And it was so great to see them put on the match that they put on. And and get the result that they got, and honestly, made night two hard to follow. Other problems notwithstanding, right? The story it was so great. 
it was so great and I was so happy to see that. I was happy that that was on my television for my eyeballs to take it. It was amazing to watch it. I didn't get to watch. So because I didn't get to watch WrestleMania Saturday on Saturday, I ended up watching it most of it yesterday, believe it or not. Um and, and getting caught up on it. I knew the results by that point because it was impossible to ignore. But during the work day, I watched that and started Stand and Deliver, finished Stand and Deliver today. Um, there was a lot of wrestling this weekend, and I actually think there should have been more. Um, but that's probably a, a, a hashtag Miranda Show conversation because it's about NXT. But I agree with you 100%. I, again, postulated all along that match was going to main event night one. Not Charlotte versus Rhea, not because of a movie parody video where John Cena talked about the pressure of, of a WrestleMania main event. And because it just had to be, the story just dictated it. And good for them, good for a tag team match getting to main event night one of WrestleMania. Fantastic that they got to do that. That hasn't happened since WrestleMania one. So that's amazing. I firmly hope they build a story for the women that can main event uh, a night of WrestleMania next year in Philly, uh, they should, and I'm pretty sure they will, but it was, it was great to see them in that position. Good for, I mean, uh, good for both those guys, you know, Sami Zayn, especially he's literally been such an amazing star on the rise this year. And, and they knew it, you know, it's, it's elimination chamber was not an anomaly in the character, in the calendar. They knew exactly what they were doing, putting that event in Montreal when they did, but Kevin Owens, two straight WrestleMania main events, like who would have thought that that guy was going to get to be, he got to wrestle his idol in Stone Cold Steve Austin, and now he got to win the tag titles with Sami Zayn, his longtime partner. I feel like too much of the focus is around PWG and not enough of it's around Ring of Honor. Um, and right. maybe that's because Tony Khan owns Ring of Honor now, but it's not the same Ring of Honor that he owns that they no, you know performed in. But... It is what it is. Although kudos to Michael Cole for mentioning names like Chris Jericho, Cesaro, Christian, and and others during the broadcast. Brody Lee um, during the broadcast of of WrestleMania with zero fear whatsoever. Like that's just just fantastic. And Corey Graves too. Um, my favorite announced duo in the business is, is Michael Cole and Corey Graves. At this point, they're just fantastic. Good for all of them, and and yeah, I agree with you. Like, like to see them get to have that moment, it's kind of surprising. This is their first time being tag champs in WWE, but it is so. Um, yeah, good for the Usos. It was, I think, it was Michael Cole who talked about maybe Corey Graves how there were WrestleManias they were left off of throughout their career, or I know WrestleMania 31, there was a four way match during the kickoff show, and then all four, all eight wrestlers in the four way match, including the New Day and some others just hung out in the ring so that everyone else could then enter for the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal. And they just worked that as well. Like they were, they were that much of an afterthought. Uh, the Usos were also in a tag match on the uh, dark, you know, the dark match at WrestleMania 30. Like it took a lot for them to get to that point. They absolutely deserve it. And to see them main eventing is, is amazing as well. I get it. It could have been Charlotte Flair and Rhea Ripley and that would have been awesome, but, but this needed to happen and, and it was the right call to make. And, and, and that's where, that's where we're at. So yeah, good on them, man. Good on them. You're exactly right. Good choice of what do you want to talk about? I should make, I should get the soundbite of Cody saying that and make, what do you want to talk about a segment? That'll be fun. It's like, it's like me giving you Patrick Godown has a question, but calling it something else. So who knows? That's going to do it for this week's edition of the Greg DeMarco show. Go follow Patrick Godown at wrestling realist W R E S T L N G 
R-E-A-L-I-S-T. There's no I in wrestling, but there is one in realist because Twitter only allows so many characters. Maybe if he pays the now $11 a month, he can get more. I don't know. Who knows? Who cares? Go follow the website at ChairShot Media. It's ChairShot.com. Sports, entertainment, sports, entertainment, and so much more. That's TheChairShot.com. 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 Always use your head. Go follow me at Greg DeMarco44 on all your forms of social media. It's lots of fun. Trust me, you'll be glad you did. I don't talk about St. Louis Cardinals baseball right now like Patrick O'Dowd does, but I do talk about right now. I talk a lot about wrestling and piss a lot of people off. So I'm sure I got blocked by some. And uh, It was one tweet, by the way. One tweet. I know. I just happened to see it. So, um, Other than that, congratulations to all. WrestleMania is in the books history-making, money-making, record-shattering, and so much more. And that's just good news for any and all people involved in the wrestling business. So no complaints on my end. Shouldn't be any complaints on yours. Until next time, just remember, Seth Rollins is the best wrestler in the world. Always use your head. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply at LifeMD.com. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications through LifeMD? LifeMD is now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. You just take your shot. It doesn't feel like you're on a diet. What I wasn't expecting it to do was to shut off the food noise. This was life-altering, and if I can do it, I feel like anybody can do it. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com.